I want to kind of, you know, bear all a little bit because I want other mums and dads to listen to this episode and go, I get it. She gets it. You know, we don't have to strive for perfection. You know, it's okay to look at the things that maybe we're not getting perfect and see the beauty in that as well. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and today I've got a very interesting topic for you because on the outside, it doesn't seem to have a whole lot to do with social media. But uh, this is a topic that comes up for me a lot. I get asked about it an awful lot, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit of a pivot to the message here today, and I'm going to talk to you about how I balance running a business, particularly a business that specializes in social media, something that doesn't have a start and an end time, it doesn't knock off at the end of the day, and how do I balance having a family and being a wife in amongst all of that? reason I want to talk about this is because I think our audience is primarily mums. We, yep, we've got some guys in there and I welcome you all to listen to this podcast and you're still going to get plenty out of this session. But today I want to speak specifically to those who experience the mummy guilt, the parental guilt. Now I know some dads might experience that too, but I can't speak from that experience. So I'm going to speak into what I know happens for me in my business. Now, we've got four beautiful kids and we, uh, for those of you that are unaware, we are a a mixed home. So, uh, two of the kids are mine from my previous marriage and two are my husband Greg's from his previous marriage. And so, we are constantly battling all of the challenges that go with not only running a business, not only being a parent, but also the challenges that come with switching homes and all of those uh, those things that we've got to navigate um, uh, when we've been through uh, divorces and broken relationships. Now, I will just preface this by saying we are incredibly blessed. We've got, you know, amazing uh, ex-partners and their partners, and we've got an awesome family life where everyone communicates really well. And I know that that's not always the norm for everyone. So I do want to say that I acknowledge those of you that don't have that situation where the communication is quite so present. But what I want to speak into today are six tips, six ways that I manage a business try to manage a family life uh, and try to keep sane while doing it all. And I'm hoping that one or two of these, you know, maybe things that might speak into your world might help you just a little bit uh, to feel like you've got some grasp of of control and uh, an organization in your world. Because I can tell you right now, I know that I speak for Greg and myself when I say, We often feel like our life is completely out of control. Um, We are constantly battling with how to keep some form of routine in our home while we run a business that's constantly pivoting and growing. Now, our business has been changing a lot over the years. For those of you that have been following us for a while, you'll know we originally started out as a consulting agency. Uh, and that plan very quickly morphed into us becoming a, a training company, a company that runs online courses and helps to upskill others in the space of social media. And we now specialize in the direct selling industry. So this is something we're really passionate about and, uh, and we have uh, dedicated our business to this industry now. And so this has been a really big pivot for us, a really big change. And of course, these things affect lots of elements of your life, not just the business itself. 
So I want to speak into a few things that over the years we've recognized maybe haven't gone so well and we actually need to adjust. And this came from an initial uh, noticing from me that a lot of people were asking me, how do I do this whole business and life thing with, you know, being a parent with four kids? And, uh, you know, I would often get labeled a super mum and I hate that label. I'm just going to put this out here right now. I hate being labeled a super mum because in my eyes, I'm barely coping. (laughs) I think I'm the same as a lot of you guys out there. You know, you're kind of just flying by the seat of your pants every day. And and I want to put it out there uh, and be really open and honest with you today in this podcast. But I want to kind of, you know, bear all a little bit because I want other mums and dads to listen to this episode and go, I get it. She gets it. You know, when we don't have to strive for perfection, uh, you know, it's okay to look at the things that maybe we're not getting perfect and see the beauty in that as well. So I just want to say, you know, we all struggle with parental guilt. We all struggle with, you know, that feeling of being completely disorganized. And it doesn't matter if you've got one child or 10 children, or maybe you've only got fur babies. Um, I think, you know, this is a really normal struggle for many of us. So, you know, when we got into year two, of the business, we recognize that, you know, I'm a natural born uh, workaholic. I just, you know, head down, bum up, have always been that way. I take a lot of pride in my career. Um, and so I'll go uh, over and above to get the results that I can see and I want to achieve, sometimes at the detriment of both my health, health and sanity and also that of the people around me. Probably not sometimes, probably a lot of the time, to be perfectly honest. So uh, we had to put some things in place. And I say we because my husband, Greg, and I, uh, you know, have, have this has been a, a, a long time project is, you know, how do we come up with balance for Sam that works for the family? And so there are a few things that we had to put into place to help me both do an amazing job in the business and feel like I was achieving, but also uh, look after myself and be present for my family at the same time. And so I want to share a few of those things with you today. Um, So we're going to start with number one, because this one really, really relates to social media. Now, we work in a business where uh, we're helping people to do social media well. And and on top of that, we all know social media doesn't switch on at 9 a.m. and finish at 5. It is a 24-hour thing. And for a number of years, I used to, as probably many of you do, keep my phone right next to my bed. And of course, all night long, what is it doing? It's I My phone never, ever lives, by the way. On, on volume. I've always got the sound switched off, but you would be constantly hearing the little buzz buzz going next to the bed. And uh, so I might wake up at two o'clock in the morning to, you know, go to the bathroom or get a drink of water. And before I went back to sleep, I would pick my phone up out of habit, check my notifications and possibly even go to my email. And for me, if I receive, you know, an email or, or a Facebook message or something like that, that requires some attention, I'll often go into a bit of an, an anxious stress zone until I've dealt with that. And so uh, there were many, many countless nights where I ended up not actually being able to sleep uh, because I suddenly got absorbed back into the world of work. So uh, we fixed that. These are our rules when we get home now. I no longer have an office at home, uh, except for, of course, uh, in this season that we're in at the moment. Because like many of you, and I've heard lots of people saying this over the last few weeks, like many of you, I am very bad at switching off. And so I recognized that 
for me to be able to have good work-life balance, I actually needed to be able to walk in my door at home and switch off and be there with my family. And so I now have a separated office. Even when we're uh, in our, uh, our home office, our office is now in the shed. So I have to leave the house in order to go to work. Uh, and when I come home, I'm at home. Uh, and that same thing happens for me in, in normal life. Um, I have an office outside of the home. Now, I know that that's not possible for everyone. So, these are just some things to keep in mind. But when I come home at nine o'clock at night, my phone, the rule is, I don't always uh, do a good job of this, but it's the aim. The rule is that the phone goes on to airplane mode. So, no more notifications, no more Facebook. Um, so, it goes on to airplane mode and now every night without fail, my phone gets plugged in in a different room on charge away from my bedroom. Once I put it on charge, I don't look at it again until the morning when I get up and I make sure that it's not the first thing that I do in the morning. I have a different ritual so that my notifications on my phone is not my first port of call when I get up. Now, I do. I will say that my stress levels and, um, and uh, my focus has become so much better since we put that rule in place a few years ago and... Um, my sleep has also been a lot better as well. So if you're one of those people that struggles a bit with, uh, you know, maybe you're not uh, so good at uh, avoiding checking your phone uh, throughout the night, then perhaps it's a good time to keep your phone outside of the bedroom. There's also a lot of scientific research as well into blue light uh, and even um, the uh, the frequency that your phone gives off um, that can affect your sleep. So, you know, whether or not you're one of those people that looks into that sort of thing, it's definitely uh, good to keep note of. And I have found that sleep has been better, which means I'm better at work and I'm better with my family. So, mobile phone is, is number one. Um, and so, number two, uh, this is something that uh, I, I really want to put out there for all of those of you that are in any business where you feel like um, you, you want to grow, you want to achieve, and you've got kind of some dream goals sitting there. Um, you're not in it because you just want to plod along and it's it's not a hobby. Um, you actually want to achieve and do things. And, you know, this goes for anyone in the direct selling industry, whether you're in party plan or network marketing or any other business type for that matter. This is one thing that is an absolute must and no-brainer for anyone who's got goals, dreams, uh, and ambitions, and that is to have yourself a coach or a mentor. I have gone periods of my uh, my business life without a coach or a mentor and periods with, and there have been times where I've switched from one to another because we've gone through different seasons. And the time when I uh, went without a mentor or a coach, even though I knew what I was doing, even though I was perfectly capable of doing my job, um, were times where I felt I floundered the most. I became my most anxious and stressed because I didn't have someone holding me to account and I didn't have um, clear direction. Uh, and what happens when you're in charge is suddenly you let excuses come in, you allow self-sabotage come in, and you can sometimes lose a little bit of that direction that you had because it's easy to say, oh, just this once, I'll do it this way, or I'll say yes to something I know I probably shouldn't say yes to just here, or, you know, I don't know how to reach this new goal, and so I'm going to kind of put that on the back burner right now and just work with my comfort zone. And so for me, having a coach or mentor means that I'm constantly being pushed just outside of that comfort zone with the support to feel like it's okay, but also I'm being kept accountable and I'm being kept on track. Um, 
And you've always got that one person you can call on that's not someone at home, that's not the shoulder to lean on, um, but it's someone that can, you know, give you a bit of a tough word, but can also be uh, that loving support that you need when you when you really need it. Um, and I would honestly say, uh, you know, get yourself someone who is outside of your home and, and preferably not someone who's a, a really super close family member or friend. It needs to be someone you connect to for sure. Um, but if it's someone who's too close, uh, they tend not to give you that honest feedback that you really do need from a coach or a mentor as well. Um, on a side note to that, I've got a little bit of a uh, opinion around how this process should work. We've been offered free mentoring and coaching before, and I, uh, over the years, have decided that free mentoring and coaching uh, doesn't actually uh, give us the same results as someone that we pay for. And the reason I say that is because when you don't pay for something, you tend not to value it in the same way. And so, uh, whenever we have, um, we've put somebody new in place, it's, it's always worked the best when we have to, uh, we have to not only pay for it, but it, it hurts a little bit because you really want to get the most out of that, that coaching, uh, when there's a little bit of pain associated because you, you've got to pay. And sometimes, you know, in many cases for us over the years, it's been really hard to find that money because, you know, we're in a growth phase. And so, um, you know, so those are the times that we really say, hey, you know, this is important. We get the most out of this. We value every minute of time we get from this person. And, you know, the direction that they are pushing us to move into, we need to really trust that and work with it. And so, you know, in all honesty, if we weren't uh, going through that particular process, this podcast wouldn't exist because our coach uh, for the last year and a half has been pushing us hard towards this, knowing that, you know, this is an important direction for our business. And I'm so thankful for that too. So, you know, having a coach or a mentor, really big deal. So number one was uh, having your phone set off to the side number two was a coach or a mentor. So, they're two really big things that are quite business focused uh, that have certainly helped me with that balance and uh, and to, to um, feel like we've got the support but also move ahead as well at the same time. The next one is something that uh, is for all of those of you out there that tend to get really absorbed in work. This is going to sound a little obvious, but I'm, I'm just, I really, it was one of my six most important things that have got me through the last uh, six years. And I want to speak into this one because for some of you, it's an obvious and you do it already, but for some of you, you avoid it at all costs. So are you ready? Because it's a dirty word. Exercise. <laughs> I know that um, for some of us, we can get so absorbed in work, we forget to make time for exercise. But honestly, getting exercise is the best possible thing for our mental health uh, that you could possibly do. And, you know, at, at times in my life when I have been the most active are the times when I've been my most mentally healthy, my most balanced, uh, and I've done my best work and I've been the best mum and uh, wife I can possibly be. The times in my life where exercise gets put on the back burner, things tend to unravel and it's a really obvious pattern. And I'd like to encourage you to have a bit of a think about, you know, can you see some patterns there for you as well? Because if you're not currently exercising your body, you're therefore not exercising your mind and, you know, are you struggling because of that perhaps? Now, we've got a couple little tips, uh, you know, when it comes to exercise. I know it can be hard to find that time. 
Greg and I are doing, uh, you know, making time every day at the moment while we're at home to uh, just go for a half an hour walk. And we can do that with the kids or we can do it just the two of us, depending on what's going on. Um, but that in itself is just a great opportunity to get some fresh air, have some quality time together and stretch our legs. Um, I do also love a little bit of intense exercise and I know I need to be held accountable. So I invest in a personal trainer. So for the last six years, I've seen a personal trainer every week. Um, and I actually do that together with Greg and we treat it as kind of like date time. So I know that's a really <laughs> strange thing to say, but seriously, it's some quality time we spend together. The kids often come with us. Um, most gyms have got a great spot for kids to hang out. And, um, and that also allows them to see us being active too, which I think is, you know, healthy for the kids to see. And so they know that we put good time and effort into, uh, exercising our bodies because it's important. And, um, and I'm just going to say this. I've never, I've not always been this way. Um, it's only in the last six years that I've been, uh, I would consider myself an active person. Prior to that, uh, I would avoid exercise at all costs. So I've, I've been there. If you're someone who hasn't prioritized exercise, I totally get it. Um, you know, once I, um, I started to go through this, uh, process of trying to rebalance my life with exercise to keep myself in, uh, you know, a mentally healthy place, uh, I actually lost nearly 20 kilos and, um, and I became quite, uh, you know, in a way addicted to the, the feeling of release that exercise gave me. Now, I'm not unhealthy about how often I do that. Um, but, you know, going for a little 30-minute run or doing some exercise at the gym once or twice a week, honestly, is just the biggest and best release. And I always feel so good at the end of it, even if sometimes it's a little bit hard to push into that space. The other thing I found really helpful is uh, also there's some great exercise apps that give you just quick 10-minute workouts you can do in your living room if you want to. But for me, getting outside the house and even having some alone time to exercise my body makes all the difference in the world. So that's a really huge one uh, for us. And I know for those of you that, that you know, have already got this one under, under control, you know what I'm talking about here. Now, another one uh, that's a little bit more on the, uh, the family balance side of things is um, in recent um, months, we have started to make more time for family dinners and get-togethers. It's something that uh, I'm not going to lie, we've been a bit lax about over the last few years because often I'm still wor working till late. I sort of fall into this routine of, you know, picking the kids up from school, doing witching hour, the, you know, baths, stories, bed, all of that sort of stuff, dinner. And it becomes this whirlwind of just crazy busyness where we never feel like we're really on top of things and we don't catch our breath till the kids go to bed, at which point we would then have our dinner and then we would sit down and try to relax. Um, but what we were missing with that was having that quality catch-up time with the kids where we were able to talk about our day, maybe even have an opportunity to, you know, raise a particular topic that we want to raise as a family. And so in the last uh, few months, we have prioritized having at least one, but preferably multiple family dinners a week where dinner is ready uh, and we can sit down together and we can enjoy some conversation together with them. Um, and look, I'm not going to lie. There are some times that that can be really difficult because you've, you know, when, when have you got time to make dinner? Sometimes that can be hard. So that's where the slow cooker comes in really handy. But the other thing too is just, you know, cooking some things ahead of time and having them ready in the freezer so you can, when things get crazy, 
pull them out and still have a home cooked dinner ready and enjoy that with everybody. So these are all little ways that we, you know, we try to make our lives just that tiny bit easier. Um, when we have those family dinners, uh, we've also got into the routine of setting a subject and some gratitude that everybody needs to put forward. Um, and that has been a really special time for us recently. Instead of, you know, it being a sort of a stressed time because everyone's just trying to wind down, it becomes, you know, a healthy discussion and a fun way to interact with the family. Um, so that for us has been really helpful. Now, another one on a, a business side of things that I want to put forward that helps my very busy brain. Um, for those of you out there that, uh, you know, uh, Greg calls me a, a Taz devil. I'm kind of like the constantly going, constantly moving. I sort of leave a trail of, you know, papers and craziness in the whirlwind behind me as I go. And uh, I'm, I'm constantly looking at the next thing, multitasking all of the time. And so life can seem pretty hectic. So something that um, I have found to be really helpful is uh, to have a way for me to remove the, the to-do list and the thoughts out of my head, get them onto some kind of a, in some kind of a format on paper that makes sense to me so that I don't feel like things are going to um, get missed. So I've always got this feeling like I'm kind of juggling all of these balls and they're up in the air all at once and I'm going to drop one. This is a, a, a constant fear of mine. I'm going to drop something important. So uh, what I've discovered to really help this for me is um, a, a great planner. Now, I've got three I'm going to tell you about right now that, that I love using because, and, and I kind of alternate between these because I've found them to be uh, the perfect way to get my crazy head on paper and feel like uh, it's okay. It'll be all right. And so I want to share these with you because, you know, different people like to do different things. I still run my calendar with my appointments on my computer. Uh, but I like to be able to get that to-do list out of my head and put it into some sort of a format. So the first planner that I really love for this and the one I'm using at the moment it's called the Daily Greatness Planner. I'll just show you guys this one for those of you watching the video so you can see that. The beauty of the Daily Greatness Planner is, aside from the fact that it looks beautiful, it has what we call a thought funnel system in there. So basically what happens is all of those to-dos, all of those things that are in your head with your business or even your personal life get categorized into uh, spaces of how important they are and how urgently they need to be taken care of. So what this does is instead of creating a, just a massive long to-do list, which I hate doing, by the way, because for me, it actually adds more stress than less because that to-do list can end up just continuously growing. And I actually find in the past for me, a to-do list that's just one big long list tends to get longer because I'm adding more things to it than what I'm actually completing. So the beauty of this funnel system is that things get placed in order of importance uh, and order of priority based on what the outcome of that particular activity is. And it also helps you to decide what certain things maybe you can let go of and it's got a space in there for delegating. So there might be a task where you go, hey, you know, 
do I really need to hold on to this one or is it something I can get, you know, somebody else in the family to do or someone else in my team to do? So these are these are really great ways for you to get those thoughts out on paper and, and help in that space and, and that's been amazing for me. Um, it's also the great thing about the daily greatness in comparison to some others is it's also got a business planner in there. So every quarter you reset out your marketing plan, your um, your growth plan, your mission even is all in there and you can have it down on paper and you can revisit that every quarter, which is great. Um, so that's uh, one of the planners. Another one that I love uh, is called the NFP Planner by Grace McLean. Now, this is the not-for-profit planner, uh, but this one I love for anyone in any industry. You don't have to be in a not-for-profit to love this one. It comes in two beautiful different sizes depending on uh, what works for you, what you like. But again, you kind of get to plan out um, yourself ahead of time and then it's got some some really beautiful um, you know quotes and and suggestions and self-care tips and things in there as well um, and it's even got a little body assessment in there too and I, I love that with that one um, and the last planner that I love and I use from time to time I know a few amazing people um, in the the industry CEOs that use this one uh, religiously and love it is called the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. Now, this one is one that is kind of a subscription base. So you don't have a whole year in a planner. You've got, I think it's three months, uh, and then they send you a new one every quarter. And, and so it's quite in-depth. Every day is a new page, um, whereas with the Daily Greatness and the NFP Planner, they are a, a week view, and you've also got a, a few things in each week on separate pages like your your thought funnel system. So um, I love the Full Focus Planner as well. Um, that's a really beautiful little one, and it's, it's it's got beautiful covers. They're all lovely designs. And, uh, you know, for me, getting pen to paper, there's something beautifully creative um, about that that, you know, I really enjoy being able to do. And honestly, I'm at my calmest, my most organized and my most, um, uh, I guess, my most on top of things when I'm using a planner religiously. Um, so that, that's been a big one. Number six and the very last one is has got to be the most important one here because it's the one that really is the backbone to everything that you do when you are in a marriage or a relationship, you're running a business and you've got a family. Um, and that is how do you spend time with your husband or your partner um, when you've got all of this other stuff going on? So I want to give you guys a little bit of advice, a little tip that my very first uh, business coach ever gave me and she is an incredible incredibly well-respected and very wise woman. Um, she's been through ups and downs in business and marriage and family and challenges. And, you know, speaking from amazing words of wisdom, she gave me this one key tip um, when I first set out. And, you know, even though she's no longer my coach, she still checks in on me with this one um, because she knows how important it is. So I'm going to share this with you today. This is something that Greg and I uh, make sure that we do at least once every month. We pencil it into our calendar. Um, and it may seem difficult to do, but I can promise you, you will find time if you make time for it. And that is to have a date night. Now I'm going to tell you date night has rules. I'm going to share those rules with you. But this one is a really important one because it's about having quality time together. Now, this is kind of like future-proofing our relationship as well for us because, you know, how many people do we see go through empty nesters syndrome? When the kids finally move out of home, they go, what do we have in common anymore? Because we've spent our whole lives being so focused on the kids 
and work that we forgot to spend that quality time together and, and really keep in touch with the things that matter to each other and the things that drew us together in the first place. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be a marriage counsellor because let's face it, I'm a baby in this space. But this has helped Greg and I and I'm, I'm really, I'll be betting on the fact that it's going to help us going forward and I have seen it work so well for so many others as well. So uh, at least once every month, we pencil aside time to go on a date night. Now for us, we also set aside um, a, a money, so an account that is just for date night. That's something we do because I know that Greg used to have some hesitations for him around uh, spending money on dates. He felt that there were other more important places that money could go. But once we started setting that money aside and saying that it was pegged for this and this only and it couldn't be spent anywhere else. Suddenly it became something for him to look forward to and for me to feel like it wasn't going missing. So um, that's worked really well for us. But there are some rules on date night that I want to share with you and these are tough but they're super strict. We've got to stick to them when we go on date night. So whether date night is at home and we've been doing it at home a lot lately, it might just be playing a board game together and having a dinner at the table with no kids around. It might be uh, having a picnic. Um, in ordinary times, it would be going out to a restaurant or even a movie. But from the second date time starts, uh, there is no talk about kids or work. You can imagine how hard that is. Working kids are not allowed to come up in any conversation on date night. This means you have to really stop and think about how to have a conversation with your partner about think other things, you know, dreams, desires, things that you're excited about when it comes to maybe home improvements or holidays you can go on. Uh, there's lots you can talk about, but we become so trapped into focusing on just business and just kids that we forget about having those other conversations. So I dare you to challenge yourself to do that. It is quality, uplifting, exciting happy time together where we get to know each other better and we really talk about the things that matter for each of us. So guys, that's six things that we have been doing over the last six years uh, to help us to balance. And this is a this is something that we are constantly growing and evolving in as, as I'm sure each and every one of you are. But what I would say to you is be gentle with yourself. Remember that, you know, parental guilt is really normal but it's also not something that we should be suffering from. We're all doing an amazing job, no matter where you're at. And uh, running a business, whether it is tiny, whether it's huge, and being a parent or a husband or wife is hard because you've got to find that balance. And you know what? Every day I'm learning about this and I don't get it right every day, guys. So definitely no super mum here, that's for sure. But I'm just going to reiterate what those six things are in case there was anything that you missed because um, there might be something in here for you. There might be just one little thing you get out of this that you think, hey, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. Um, and you may just find it's something that adds that little bit of extra um, rest to your world, that little bit of extra uh, feeling of control and, and even organization and balance. And if, if you get one thing out of this podcast today, I sure hope that it is just a tiniest little bit of balance. So those things were number one, phone rules, keeping your phone out of your bedroom and setting some rules around perhaps when the phone goes on to airplane mode or, and when it can be used. Uh, having um, a coach or a mentor, somebody that can keep you accountable. And, you know, if you really want to take it seriously, make sure that you have to pay for it. So it's something that you're feeling the pinch with because you will value it so much more if, if you're doing that. 
uh, exercise. So making sure you're moving your body because healthy body, healthy mind. You will get so much more out of your mind if you are getting that quality exercise. Uh, family dinner. So spending time every now and again coming back together if possible. And I know it's not possible for all of us, but if that's something for you, if you think, hey, you know, I don't sit down and have dinner with my kids and my partner all that often, maybe it's something for you that you could just plan to do once a week. Even if it's just quick and it's super basic, find a way to have that time because for us it's made such a big difference. Uh, also having a planner. So getting your head onto paper. Uh, and being able to organize your thoughts so that you don't feel like you've constantly got all those balls in the air. You know everything's under control and that to-do list is not stressing you out, but it feels like it's structured and organized and you've got this. Um, and the last thing there was date night. So look after your relationship, whether it's a baby relationship or whether you've been together for many, many years, um, finding that time to get back to the things that really matter to just the two of you. Um, and if you can, implement the date rules. No talk about kids and no talk about work. I challenge you to do it. I want to hear how you go. But just remember, love yourself, be gentle with yourself. You are doing an amazing job no matter where you're at. And uh, you know what? It might be a difficult time for a lot of us just at the moment, but these are strategies and tips uh, and, you know, adjustments that we've made over years. And I can promise you in the coming years, uh, there's going to be more that we implement and we learn. And I look forward to sharing those things with you too. I'd love to know what your challenges are and, you know, what solutions you've found to help you find some balance in your world. Um, but just remember that just because social media is something that can't be switched off, it doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> so guys, I hope that you found some value in today. I hope you found an opportunity for some self-love uh, and for an opportunity for a little bit of extra balance in the crazy world that we live in now uh, when the world doesn't switch off. There is no on-off time uh, and we can just work all the way through if we choose to. So hopefully this has been of a little bit of help to some of you out there. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Uh, I appreciate you all. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with this podcast and we've got some more really exciting episodes coming up. So make sure that you tune in. Make sure you share this as well uh, with family and friends or other people in the industry, team, anyone that you think, you know, they might get a little bit of use out of this. Perhaps uh, there are some people on your heart right now that you feel you could share this podcast with. I would love for you to do that. Uh, and lastly, those links uh, to the planners, I'm going to share them with you in the podcast notes as well. So if some of you are thinking, hey, you know what? Planners are a great idea. Uh, I'm going to share those with you in the show notes so you can check those out too. But in the meantime, guys, have a really amazing week. Look after yourselves and we'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.